Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Coach's Corner. So in Coach's Corner, I interview a lot of experts and thought leaders and great teachers. And today, I have the honor of having my longest teacher and probably the person I've learned the most from in my life, my mom, Jody. Hi, mom. Hi, Christine. <laughs> and she also happens to be a therapist, so this whole helping other people, personal development must run in the family. And she has a lot of wisdom, both, you know, she's wise because she's my mom, and of course, I think she's very wise, but also as a therapist for, what, 22 years, yes. something like that? She's, she's got a lot of experience, so we don't know what we're going to talk about. We just thought it would be fun, and, and I really wanted to, to have her here on Coach's Corner so you could get to know her a little bit. Well, thank you for including me in Coach's Corner. I've listened to it before and your guests are awesome, so I'm honored to be invited to speak. They are awesome and they you fit right in. Awesome. You fit right in. Thank you. So first I have to acknowledge you because you're a big reason this podcast exists, not only because helping people must have been in my blood, but also because growing up, you used to listen to Dr. Laura. I did. And for those of you who don't know Dr. Laura, she was probably the most well-known call-in radio advice talk show host at the time I was growing up. It's like 80s, 90s is when she was really, really big. And you'd always have her on, and I'd always love listening to her. It wasn't like I'd be like, oh, mom, turn it off. We'd listen, and we'd talk about it, and I, I really enjoyed it, didn't why, I? Why did you... What, what did you like so much about it? Well, I just... I loved how you know people would call in with these problems and she'd have really good advice for them and in a short period of time they'd have an aha moment or they'd realize something and I always just found the human mind fascinating so because of that that's one of the main reasons I was inspired to do this show I always really wanted to to have a show like that so so thank you for being the catalyst well you're welcome and (laughs) I'm very proud that you now have what you've dreamed about yes yes so that's a little bit about me and some of the reasons behind the show. What made you want to be a therapist? Well, one of my dreams was to be in a private investigator. But as time went on and I went back to school and pursued my master's degree, and that's when you and your sister were, gosh, you were in high school and she was in middle school, private investigating turned into more of sit behind a computer instead of getting out among the people. Mm -hmm. And I was more interested in studying people. Mm -hmm. So my second go-to job, if you can (laughs) believe this, was, hmm, I can investigate people on a one-to-one basis or a group basis or a family basis just by being in the room with them. And that's when I decided that I would look into the counseling profession And I think another motivator for my deciding to go into that profession was the wonderful counseling our family received Mm -hmm. at a time that we were a little off track Mm -hmm. and not sure, I don't think any of us were sure, as to how to take the next step or or go in the direction we all needed to go. And I was very grateful for all the counseling that our family received. And that that cemented 
yeah. my decision. Yeah. Well, and I'm very open on the show. People that listen know I share a lot. So one of the times that I know we did that is when I started to have a tough time in school yes. and um, really was being teased a lot and really withdrew and was getting pretty depressed. Yes. Um, so there's, there's a lot of parents listening and people that probably want to be parents. So as a parent, first, what was that like for you? And what did you learn from that experience? Well, I think I can speak for a lot of parents. When you see your child hurting, the first thing you want to do is stop the hurt, whether they fall down or they're getting a shot or they're being picked on or teased and psychologically hurt, you want to stop it. However, you can't fix your children's problems. So I needed support, and I needed to talk to someone about separating from you while protecting you and learning the skills to give to you mm-hmm. to maneuver and go forward and be strong and show up in school without coddling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. You know, I'm not a parent yet, but I can imagine that wanting to save your child and knowing on some level they need to go through what they went through. Because, okay, now I'm grown up, I'm okay, and we can look back. And so many of those experiences gave me some of the learning that I needed to do what I do now. That's true. You know, and, and had I not had those challenges, I don't know that I'd be where I am. I think that's, that's true for all of us. I, if we are aware of what's going on in our life and aware of our challenges and step back from this and look at it as a learning and growing experience, we can take something that's not so good and turn it into something that can be very good for us. Yeah. Well, one of the things that a lot of the listeners on this show deal with that's not so good is they didn't really have a mom like you or a dad like I had. Maybe they didn't have parents that were there for them or together or even alive or healthy. And as a therapist, I know you work a lot with people on healing their issues from the past. So what's, you know, for the people listening, especially coming from, from a therapist, where do you even begin to heal those kind of issues? Those, those are, I have to be very honest, those are tough issues to heal and I never minimize them. Mm-hmm. And I always start with my clients where they are. So we start slow and I listen to their hurt and their, maybe their traumas. And then I ask them, who has always been there for you? when you've been sad, when you've been happy, when you succeeded at something and you did not receive the acknowledgement you wanted from your parents, who always was there for you? And it turns out to be them. So, and I've heard you say this also, that I help them realize that you are your best friend. You can nurture yourself. And it begins with being kind and loving to yourself. And that's mm-hmm. that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning. And being kind and loving isn't thinking you're the most amazing person in the world. It's not about pumping yourself up. It's just about talking to yourself in a gentler way and almost being that parent to yourself that you might not have had. Yes. And a question I often say to clients, even if they do not have children, when they're beating themselves up, mm-hmm. as I'll look at them and say, 
if you had a child, or I know you have a child, what would you say to your child at this time? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying the mean things you're saying to yourself. Yeah, like you're not doing enough, or you messed up, or you're stupid, or any of those things. Exactly. And when I ask that question, that creates a shift. Mm -hmm. And that's when they find compassion for themselves. Mm-hmm. So another hot topic mm-hmm. on Over It and On With It, as you know, because you're a listener, I am. <laughs> is relationships. And by the way, I am a listener and, and I learn a lot from you. Oh, thanks, mom. We learn from each other. And I, and I learn a lot from my clients as yeah. well. Uh, so do I. I learn a lot from my clients, my listeners. Where that's, that's what's so great is that we're all learning from each other. There are yes. teachers everywhere. And I always want to have that learning-oriented approach to life. I always want to be seeking and growing, not from the place of there's something wrong or there's something that needs to be fixed, but more from the place of how can I learn, how can I grow. And, you know, our, my nephews, your grandsons are teachers yes, for all yeah. of us. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes they, they make us laugh a lot. So kind of back to what I was saying about relationships being a hot topic on the show. And, you know, I I know as a therapist, a lot of times what gets people into your office is they're having challenges in their relationship. Either they want a romantic relationship or they're having trouble in their relationship or marriage. What is the common theme um, from your perception that that really is the biggest problem in relationship? I'm going to use this word, and I know someone who wrote a book about it. <laughs> but I'll just use part of the title of that book. It's called Expectations. Yeah. I think we go into relationships and stay in relationships having expectations of our partner or our friends that are unrealistic. That's where I see people getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. How do we know when an expectation is unrealistic? How do we... Well, sometimes just checking it out with the person you're in the relationship with, with is a is the best way. If I expect... I've been married to your dad now for 42 years. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I, I know the kind of person he is. I know what he is good at. I know what he's not so good at. Not because he's less than. It's just that may not be a strength. Mm -hmm. So for me to have an expectation of something that I've known is not true to who he is would be an unrealistic expectation. And he offers the same to me. And here's a silly example, but he is a great organizer. He he can have a place for everything and everything for a place, (laughs) as we've heard a million times. That's true. There's a place for everything and everything has its place. (laughs) And he plans things very, Mm -hmm. very methodically. And I am more of an in-the-moment kind of person. And (laughs) sometimes, well, when you're an in-the-moment kind of person, you are very flexible, but sometimes you fly by the seat of your pants. (laughs) So we accept and respect each other's differences, but we don't have the expectation to change the other person. And underneath all that is is a deep knowing of the other person and accepting and respect. Yeah. Well, one thing I've learned from you is that you don't count on dad for everything. You have your friends, you have your life, you've accepted him for who he is and the other things that he may not be, you find that in your life. And I think that's so important for people listening is that one person, especially a romantic relationship, cannot fulfill every need you have. Absolutely not. 
it, it, it never works. It never works. And it's not a healthy relationship. If you, if you make somebody the be-all be and end-all of your life, he's going to fulfill everything for me or she's going to fulfill everything for me, what are you bringing to the relationship? Yeah, and that's a lot of pressure to put on someone else. I wouldn't want to be somebody's everything. I'm like, whoa. No. Like, that's that's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think it makes for a very dull relationship and a, and a very codependent relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, no, I encourage, I encourage my clients to keep themselves while being in a relationship. Don't lose yourself. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're selfish. You mentioned you've been married to dad for 42 years. Yes. <laughs> Number one thing that's kept you married this long? Well, I, I do have to go back to the respect. Uh, we do have tremendous respect for each other's strengths and differences. Yeah. And uh, the other thing dad and I learn to do is, uh, let me back up. You often hear people say, well, relationships are 50-50 Sometimes they're 60-40, sometimes they're 70-30. Well, I believe they're really 50-50, except, of course, an illness or right. times like that. They are 50-50. However, my belief is that each person is responsible in bringing 100% of the best part of themselves into the relationship, into the their 50%. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm going to be in a marriage, I give 50, dad gives 50, but when I give 50, it's 100% of my 50%. Right, right, right. And I think that that applies to anything, not just relationship. Yes, I, I agree. Anything in life. It's like we do the best we can rather than expecting other people to fill in the gaps or expecting other people to be mind readers or expecting people to solve our problems and answer all our questions. So, and that's one thing I've, I've seen about you and dad. I mean, you've definitely had your ups and downs just like any relationship does. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we have, we didn't get through 42 years smooth sailing, but that's part of what makes me a marriage counselor that can see both sides very clearly. I've been through a lot as a mom mm -hmm as a female, as a professional, and as a wife and a daughter, that when I have a couple in my office, I can see the whole picture. I know it's just not the story they're telling me. I know that there's so much more there mm. that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. You're such an amazing mom and an amazing grandma. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of moms or people that want to be a mom or a dad or a parent listening. We talked a little bit about, you know, letting your kids scrape their knee and not solve every problem for them. We talked a little bit about that. And that's hard. It's hard. It's, it's really not hard. easy. And what would be your second piece of wisdom? Like if you could go back and tell your 20-something self who is about to become a parent, <laughs> give her some words of wisdom, what would you tell her? Oh, my one regret is that I was, in the early days especially, I was too reactive. Mm. And I learned to be calmer, stay in the moment, and everything didn't require a reaction. Mm. It would be okay if I could go back and have a do-over <laughs> <laughs> for that part. Yeah, 
Yeah. Being present with your child just means being in the moment. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Sometimes it's okay to say to your child, you look really sad right now, or you're really angry at me right now. Validating a child is so very important. Yeah. Validating their feelings and acknowledging what they're experiencing. Doesn't mean they're right, mm-hmm. but you acknowledge them and their feelings mm-hmm. and giving them a, a, a sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. Giving their feelings a self sense of self-importance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Better said. Mm-hmm. So in addition to a mom, you've also been a professional. You started out as a teacher and then you had me and Carrie, my sister, and you were a stay-at-home mom for many years. And then you decided to go back to work first by going to school. And there's also a lot of people listening who are in a transition phase or a reinvention phase. So when you think back to that time and that choice, what was that like for you? Well, I had to overcome the guilt, first of all, of saying, well, my family really needs me. I really need to keep the status quo because I considered myself the anchor. I kept I kept everything going. And there were, so there were two voices going on in my head. One that said, no, you can't do this. You can't take time away from your family. You can't take money away from your family and pay tuition to go on to a, for a master's degree. And then there was the other voice that said, yes, but you really want this. This, this, this is good. This is good. So the two voices were battling, and I let the... I let the yes voice win. It mm-hmm. intuitively, it was right, and it took courage, and I did it anyway. I did it anyway. And you know, one some of the the reasons I hear a lot from people is it's too late. I'm too old. Oh, I won't be able to do it. Mind. Yeah, that went through my mind. It's too late. Why am I doing this at at forty? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to school at forty. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. Forty yes. or fifty or sixty. It's never too it, late. It's never too late. What do you enjoy most about your job? Oh, Christine, without a doubt, I enjoy my clients. I am sent, and I really do believe they are sent to me, the most incredible people. Mm. So first of all, it has to be the people I work with. I have a a place in my heart for each and every one of them. And uh, I have to say I do enjoy working a lot with couples. I find that to be challenging but very gratifying and I also enjoy doing hypnotherapy yeah you're really great at that with with people that's that's a that's a part of my uh my training where my creativity really can come through yeah well I want to brag about you a little bit my mom's very talented like I mentioned she is a hypnotherapist and people can get your hypnotherapy CDs they can. Where do they get them? They can get those on iTunes. I have a couple for kids and a couple for adults. A couple for adults. I know that there's. you have one on weight loss. Mm-hmm. What's your other one on? Well, a motivation to exercise. Motivation to exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one for kids? Well, my favorite is Chip, a puppy with two homes. It's a, There's also a book that goes along with it that you can find on Amazon. But I think the... CD or the CD, I'm giving away my age, (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the audio download. The, the audio download. At least you didn't say cassette tape. <laughs> Wait a minute, I can get even older. Eight track. Oh boy. What's that? <laughs> yeah, what's that is right. Wait, even older, real to real. <laughs> oh, I've now you lost me. <laughs> okay. So, so the audio download. The audio download for Chip, a puppy with two homes, I think is is stands alone even without the book it's in that is for children who are about to or are experiencing the newness of a separation of divorce of their parents and they are now asked to go between mom's house and dad's house divorce is not mentioned in the book or the the download it's about chip (laughs) who is adopted at a pet store by two separate families yeah. who loved him so much. Yeah. So for everybody, Chip was our childhood dog. Yes. He and, and we loved him so much. And that's why he got a starring role in this book and audio download. And it's a great book. I love it. And it's so useful because it's a story. And through story, it's planting positive hypnotic seeds in the child's brain so that they can learn how to deal with living in two homes and dealing with divorce without ever mentioning divorce. It's a story about a puppy who's shared by two families. Right. It's a brilliant book. So Chip the Puppy with Two Homes, you can find on Amazon. I'll, I'll be your PR person for now, Mom. Um, and Or you can get the audio download on iTunes, and then you can get your hypnotherapy CDs, haha, CDs, on iTunes <laughs> as well. Just search Jody Hassler. And my mom sees one-on-one clients still in both Dallas and Austin. So if you're looking to work with somebody ready for the next stage in your growth or looking for a marriage therapist or family therapist, you can reach out to her. She's an excellent, excellent therapist. And I'm not just saying that because she's my mom. I've seen the work that she's done. I've seen the lives that she's changed. And you can reach her. How can they reach you? Through through writing you a letter or <laughs> typing on a typewriter? Oh, just, <laughs> just call me. <laughs> Here's my home number. <laughs> Send me an email, and that's Jody, J-O-D-I, Hassler, H-A-S-S-L-E-R, at gmail.com. And also you do custom hypnotherapy audio. So if someone is working with something... So actually, we should actually back up, Mom, because we're assuming people know what hypnotherapy means. So what is hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy is a wonderful way to become unblocked going directly to your unconscious. We are naturally very resistant. And that's that's normal because going to hurt places, hurt dark places, isn't fun. No. I, I know, I've done it. And with hypnotherapy, I help you put at ease your conscious mind, the conscious mind that's critical and judging and says, oh, don't go there, don't go there. We kind of put that part of your mind at The part rest. that's keeping you stuck and keeping the you doing part. the same thing over and over yes. and expecting different results. Yes, thank you. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And we go a little deeper and you go to your unconscious mind that has stored all the information, the part of your mind that has all the answers. It's, it's where your inner wisdom mm-hmm. lies. And we just bypass the the judge and the jury, and we go directly to the intuitive wise you. And it's amazing how you solve your own problems just by listening to yourself. I remember when I was on the Today Show, 
which I was so nervous about. It was my first book came out and I couldn't believe. And you did hypnotherapy with me right before I went to bed. And my mind was totally calm. I woke up the next day totally calm. And I had a little like butterfly excitement, but I think that's normal, that's right? That's good because you want, you want just the right amount of adrenaline to be flying to keep you at peak performance. Exactly, level. in that flow state. Yes. But the hypnotherapy helped me not be nervous and it helped me program my mind to show up the way that I really wanted it to show up. So it's incredibly powerful stuff. Um, and whether you look to my mom for help with it or you find other resources for hypnotherapy, um, the unconscious mind is very, very powerful. Yes. So, so I want to acknowledge you, Mom, for first just being my mom. Oh, I love you so much, and I'm so grateful I get to spend time with you. Oh, I'm, the universe gave me a gift when they gave you to me. We had a divine appointment. I <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad we both kept it. Yeah. And we get to talk shop. We you know do. we get to talk psychology and personal growth shop, which is really fun. But I really want to acknowledge you for the things you've overcome in your life, the challenges that you have turned into opportunities for being an amazing mom and wife and also pursuing what really matters to you, to being an amazing model of what getting older and wiser is like, just the the vivaciousness and beauty and joy that you continue to have for life completely inspires me. And to see you as a grandma is a really neat blessing for me because I kind of get to see how you and dad were with us when we were little, and it's really sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. So thank you for being my very first teacher and the teacher that continues to inspire me and also my cheerleader and my advocate and that person I know I can call at 2 in the morning. You can anytime. <laughs> if I ever. <laughs> Just call the home line because I turned my cell off. <laughs> oh, yes. We still have a landline here, folks. Still a landline. That's because it's right we're... next to the egg track. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for being on Coach's Corner. Mom. Thank you for asking me. I love you. Me. I love you.